0: What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I'm in the building for another week with my dog, my homeboy. Girl, scream homeboy. like a key. What's going on, brother? Yo,
1: what it is, man? Happy Father's
0: Day. Oh, yes. No snap, man. I, just, I forgot, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there uh, doing their thing. You know what I mean? Like, just holding it down for your kids being in your kid's life because it is important. So do what you got to do. And shout out to my dad. Happy Father's Day, dad. I appreciate everything you did for me. You know, happy Father's Day uh, to Keith's dad. You know what I mean? Everybody out there because they they made us the men that we are today.
1: Look how society got us, man. Damn, they forgot your own day.
0: <laughs>
1: Damn, for real, bro.
0: Well, I mean, you, you see the, the difference between just the marketing between Mother's Day and Father's Day. Yeah. Companies ain't spending the same amount of money on that because, you know, what I mean, they pulling up the heartstrings. So yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those forgotten holidays, man. Even even me, like, you know, being a father, I almost forgot it this week and I was like, I remember I was on the phone with Jude, like, Oh yeah, I gotta send something to my pops. And he was like, Hit that Amazon two day <laughs> oh, two day shipping. It's funny, you know yes, I mean?
1: yesterday I was out shopping with my father and we went to um a department store and they had deals or whatever, like crazy sales, like so you buy a suit, you get a free shirt and a garment bag and all types of shit like that. And then mm-hmm. we looked at everybody's shopping cart, and nobody had shit for fathers. Like, barely, they might have had a random tie or some shit, or some a pack of socks. But for the <laughs> most part, it was just like a bunch of dresses, uh, like home decor and stuff like that. It was nuts. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's a forgotten holiday. Yeah.
0: I was talking to, uh, shout out to my man, uh, Speck. He's a, you know a friend of the show. Uh... He was this his first Father's Day, Mm. so we was talking about it earlier this week, and I'm just like, man, don't expect nothing crazy. I was like, like, don't expect nothing too. He was like, nah, you know what I mean. I just want something creative, and I was like, he's like nothing expensive. You ain't got to spend no money, you know what I mean? Just something creative, and I'm like, damn, bro, you just putting your woman through work (laughs) because your son is less than a year old. Like, how creative can it get? You know what I mean? But that's what it is, really. That's for Father's Day and Mother's Day. You kind of doing it for the kids for the first few years at least
1: yeah
0: making little uh little cards or whatever so it's it's uh remember them followers out there man don't forget it don't let it go back because it's an important holiday and we don't really need a holiday to you know be good fathers and, and to celebrate it but it's good to be appreciated so shout out to everybody out there summer summer's almost here, bro
1: it's what is it like a week away right yeah Less i think i think we got some 90 degree days Oh, yeah, yeah. You threw your AC in yet? Nah. Well, since I'm moving, I was real lazy about it, and I didn't feel like installing it, because every year I go through the anguish of installing it, then I got to (laughs) make sure I insulate it right, then I always fuck up, so then I got to go buy something, buy some more insulation, and it's nuts, then it ends up being, I'm putting putting grocery bags in the corners of the joint, so a whole bunch of hot (laughs) air doesn't seep in, so I'm just like, let me try to tough it out till the middle of July when I move.
0: Oh, you move, Oh, I thought you're moving in for the first. So you moving out mid July? Yeah, moving because of the holidays
1: and I'm traveling and stuff. It was hard for me oh, to got move you, July got you. first.
0: So, got you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, congratulations! That's a big move too, man.
1: Yeah, man, leaving the state. Brother.
0: Yeah, that's just your first time out of New York. Finally joining the rest, the rest of us. Bookstore, Ricky, <laughs> your boy Plicker. <laughs> Are you talking about the state you know of New York?
1: Yeah. yeah, the city of New York. Yeah, the first city of New York, time city not York, living yeah. in the city of New York outside of college and and my stint in the army.
0: It is a. Uh, well, you obviously know already from your, your those two experiences. It is a whole new world out there, man. <laughs> like that, that New York City traffic is a beast. It has, uh, it has made a a, a, <laughs> a fucking immigrant of me, so to speak, because I had to get yeah. the fuck out of there <laughs> and yeah. just go to a new land. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Made me a refugee. Yeah, but I mean, then, I learned, I
1: learned how, to, how to deal with stuff like that, uh, and, and also from traveling, I learned to understand that. You know, if you go to certain "quote unquote" hot or trendy areas, you gotta you gotta deal with certain things because the deal traffic that, in yeah. Los Angeles is worse. The traffic exactly, in, yeah. the, in the DMV is is pretty bad. You know, Philly is pretty bad itself. So it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
0: It was I was, what was I reading the Daily News yesterday. was was saying that New York City traffic, the average speed on some streets, slowed down from like nine miles an hour to seven miles an hour. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> can't do it, bro. <laughs> Can't do it, but it's funny. It's, yeah, you go. You'll see, you'll see, man. Like you ain't gonna want to go back and deal with the the bullshit.
1: I mean, I'm still gonna be living in pretty much near the city. It's the equivalent. I'm gonna live out in Jersey, but it's the equivalent of moving out to like Queens, but moving to Astoria, Queens, like that's right over the bridge, or moving to Brooklyn, but moving to downtown Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's not. I'm not like living in the forest or nothing like that. I'm I'm gonna be living maybe. 20 minutes outside of Manhattan. Okay, oh, all right, yeah, that's perfect then. Yeah. That's dope, man. It's so a little bit more space. So uh, so like for instance, rent, I was uh, saving a whole bunch of money on rent, but mm-hmm. for the rent that I'm paying, you get like roomier stuff, you, get, you see tr- more trees and shit like that. I don't know. It's
0: just, it's just different. <laughs> I'm just expecting some new shit. It's gonna be different. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Though. That's always exciting, though. You know, what I mean, it's always exciting to have something new to look forward to, new new experiences. So yeah, definitely, man. That is, that is some dope shit going on, brother. What else is new with you, man? Everything's. What do you? How long you been married now? It's almost uh, uh, coming up on a year, right?
1: You know, uh, I guess I guess it's coming up on a year. Not quite close yet, but yeah. it's um at this point it's it's about eight months.
0: Eight months, man. Yeah, and I guess you know. I mean, the the, the why everybody uh still why well why well, everybody gets married, I think, is because they're looking for that ride or die chick. You know, what I mean, that companion, that one person. Mm. And maybe about a week and a half ago, I think it was like the final weeks. Of, well, the 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 playoffs didn't last too long, <laughs> especially the finals. But um. I think right before the finals started, I, be, I believe Going on in the NBA, there was a gentleman By the name of Brian Colangelo And he was the president and GM of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers And like a story had broke And he, he has a ride or die chick and So like that's from what I would get, take from this story It's like that um, song, who,
1: who made it? The Locks? The Locks and
0: Eve Yeah <laughs> Like she is, she is definitely a ride or die chick. If if, if all is true, it depends if you believe the story or who Saji you choose to believe. But basically, the story had broke in the Ringer, um, which is an online publication, uh, that Brian Colangelo was using burner accounts, so to speak. Mm. And it, it's kind of like the Kevin Durant story. Like basically, he was using these burner accounts to defend himself in certain online arguments. So he'd be like a. Um,
1: you're talking about the just Kevin du- the Kevin Durant story when people found out he had that one burner account where he would like defend himself, like, "Nah, Kevin Durant Depend is pretty himself. cool." Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. As a stranger, as if he was not Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Like as if he was just a random fan. Yeah. Um, but Brian Colangelo would do the same type of things, but I think it stood out a little bit more because it's like, why would you be tweeting about <laughs> Brian Colangelo, of all people? Right. Um And then it, I guess as the investigation went on, they found that it was you know several burner accounts. Um, they were all following, like, the same people. Um, I think patterns that they saw were they were all following, like, members of Brian's, bas- Brian's son's basketball team,
1: right. high
0: school basketball team, uh, like the coach at his college team. You know what I mean? A lot of, like, random stuff that would only link to, like, Brian, someone related to Brian Colangelo or something like that. So um, when the ringer had first got the information, while they were doing their investigation, they contacted the 76ers, and said, We know about these two burner accounts. When in fact there were really five. They said, We know about these two. Um, we believe them to be Brian Colangelo. Do you guys have any comments on it? And they were like, we'll get back to you. Basically, they did their due diligence and they approached Brian Colangelo with it. They be in the 76ers. Um, and an investigation began. But it was funny because as soon as they time had passed, all of the five burner accounts went private. Um, and then Brian Colangelo admitted using one of them. He admitted, like, this one is mine, right? Like, you know, but the other one that you're you're talking about, I don't know anything about that. Um, And at that point, he didn't even know that they had mentioned the other three or whatever. Um... So the news broke The story came out It was like These five burner accounts Brian Clarence was like I don't know What the hell Y'all talking about I got this one I think it's, uh, From what I understand It's general practice nowadays With the social media generation That you know These, these general managers Have these burner accounts for, Sort of to keep tabs on people um, Members of their team And things like that Yeah Some of the like parents
1: do too Do also
0: Yeah exactly But I guess this was taking it To another level And uh other GMs had expressed that Brian Colangelo has been doing this for years. Like, this ain't nothing new. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they had no problem going on record or making fun of him online.
1: Damn, like, so they testified you know against him?
0: Not officially in, like, an investigation, but I believe Danny Ainge had said something making fun of him. And um, it had stood out to, like, a reporter that Danny Ainge would feel comfortable enough doing that because you may possibly have to make a deal in the future with, with the 76 You did last year for the first, for the, you know what I mean? That's how they got Jason Tatum. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So it it just stood out that you know a lot of GMs, and then there were a lot of unnamed ones that felt comfortable saying, "Yo, this is this is his steeds. This sound just like him." Right. So investigation began. Um, you know, the last week of the the the, the NBA playoffs, or the, which the finals basically. Um, they just want everything to be about the two teams in the finals. They don't want nothing in the NBA distracting them, and this was like the top story. So the, there was like pressure from the NBA to like you know rush to, hurry this along, get this get this story over with but they could it they were like yo we did our investigation and he he's looking like the truth, like he's he only has the one and they hired a law firm to even do an investigation and the law firm was like we can't prove that these other accounts are his however there's strong evidence pointing to his wife <laughs> that these other four burner accounts the one, the one that he did not the, the ones that he did not admit to um and I'm assuming they used IP addresses and things like that. Yeah, they probably um, did all believe- that
1: that cyber security investigation stuff. So it sounds like his yeah. wife is about to step into the lane and take a charge.
0: Oh, she did already. She, <laughs> she already
1: <laughs> took that charge. She's
0: on the floor right now. I wonder what the fuck is going on. Yeah, Because um, I guess... Be- Eventually, uh, at the end of the, the thing, Brian Colangelo and the seventy sixes agreed to part ways, which I think everyone knew had to happen from the jump because some of the stuff that she was tweeting about was sensitive information, team information, one being uh, a player that used to play for them by the name of Jaleel Okafor, uh, revealing that they were unable to trade him because he failed his physical, mm-hmm. which is a medical HIPAA violation, actually. You know, you can't reveal stuff like that. That's put out. That shouldn't be public knowledge. Um also how does she know that You know what I mean Did you did you tell her that Are you pretending That this is her Cause you wanted to put, to put like Stuff like that out there Um There were just many tweets Defending Brian Colangelo Like People would make fun Of his wardrobe And this These accounts would go on And <laughs> Just nonsense Nonsense Going on Um So he was like Once they You know what I mean He put out a statement Um with Him and the 76ers But he like Dropped a hammer on his wife Saying this, his wife did it Without his knowledge Um basically something that, you know, them as a family are going to have to deal with moving forward. But, you know I mean? He, he he had no problems throwing his wife on the bus. Now, there's theories that he she kind of took the charge from him as if she was completely innocent, and that blaming it on her or doing it through her phone or things like that is kind of like a smokescreen because he's hireable again if his wife did a violation like that. But had it been proven that it was him doing this stuff, like, he would never be, he wouldn't, possibly never be hired again in the nba but i was just like man like how would you deal with a situation with a, something like that like as, as a married man like i'd be part of me would be like yo i kind of be happy that my wife would come to my defense but then it's like you just got me fired over twitter <laughs> you know what i mean like so you mean like the, over
1: the, right now we're we're living with the assumption that she actually did have them the rest of them burnout accounts
0: <clears throat> yeah that's that's what the story that's going with you know what i mean that's what his statement had said, I, I could see it being a different way. I could see it being him maybe doing things, either using her phone mm. to tweet these things, or I, I don't know if he was smart enough to do that, or even like, honey, tweet this for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, say yeah. this as, as as this person. So maybe they were in on it together but I also could see the possibility of maybe she overheard phone phone conversations and was able to get sensitive information that way. Maybe there was just pillow talk, you know, like, honey, right, why right. you...
1: So let's stipulate that she was that, the one who actually did it. I guess your question is if you're the, the, the I Brian guess... Calangelo. Brian Colangelo. Brian And whether or not that, that a woman or a man was in that position, your spouse, like you're in the position of power in some kind of organization, your spouse kind of goes public with some stuff that they shouldn't be going public with. Yeah, but in
0: your defense, like it seems like the general theme of what these accounts are doing, we're defending Brian Galangelo, right? Um, And and even kind of going at some of his coworkers as as to say, well, this person is the reason that you know things aren't changing. Not Brian Colangelo, or you could blame it on this person. You know what I mean? That type of that type of stuff. And it's like at first, I'm just like from the outside looking in. Um, if I'm not married, but if I had a wife, I'd be like, hey, you know, that's cool. She had my back like that. But then, well, like I said, it's also social media. Like, come on, like how much was this stuff? Did this stuff really matter mm-hmm. in the in the long run? So it's like I'm kind of I'm kind of in the in the in the middle of ah, like where do I go with that?
1: Yeah, uh, I think you just have to have the talk, and that talk is stop. Fucking with my paper, because you don't want to go back to eating eating Wonder Bread and syrup. You know what I'm saying? We got <laughs> to stay in this nice-ass mansion. Yeah, I mean, you got to have that talk. I, like, think yeah, I, I get what you're doing. You have good intentions, I guess, but you mess with my paper.
0: And like you said, the for that one reason right there, I, that's why I, Like, even if it's not true, even if it's 100% him, I can see her taking the blame for that, because like I said before, he's he's rehirable. He's more of a victim in this. Mm-hmm. If that's, if that's the case, as opposed as to being the, you know what I'm saying, the offender.
1: Yeah. And um, so it's just... Don't hit
0: send, though. As far <laughs> as being a
1: ride or die chick, do you think that's a good quality as far as what she did? Like, she was so um emphatic mm-hmm. and, and so enthusiastic about this whole thing, about her husband and what he does and believing that he does it well. Do you think it's a good thing? Nah. Because
0: mm-hmm. cause ride or die chick, to me, it doesn't have to be public. Right. If that makes any sense. Like... I don't necessarily need you, uh, going out there and proving your ride or die Um. Also, it, this is like, uh, and I, I hate to like beat up on on this uh, person because I feel like she's a target. But you you're familiar with Mimi Grimes, Brent nah. Grimes' his wife,
1: Mimi Grimes.
0: Um, hey, that's the dude yeah. from uh Miami. Yeah. 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 Um and his wife she had there's a viral video of her, I think her getting arrested one time uh-huh. at the Miami Dolphins uh, facility. But I, I believe she has a radio show or a podcast and she's very opinionated, so to speak. Like she is she'll you know what I mean, she she'll she'll diss the organization, she'll diss the team he plays for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like to the point that he was actually a Pro Bowl um cornerback two years in a row or something like that, or, or you know like in a short span of time, had had gotten chosen twice, and they still traded them, or they still let him go. All right, all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, you're not worth the the, the issues of dealing with your dealing with your wife. Like, I don't like that. I don't like when you're uh, you being an opinionated chick, or you or you even being like, all right, well, you're trying to get on. You want to do your radio show. You want to do your podcast, but you're doing it off basically off of being a, a public figure with my name. And it's like now you're saying things that are hurting my name. You're dissing the organization that pays me. You're dissing. You know what I'm saying? Like. In Brian Colangelo's situation you're, you're, you're stepping into the realm The Twitterverse That supports what I do Right You know what I'm saying That that people are going to be People are going to feel in some type of way about this <laughs> You know what I'm saying And it's just like I can see the two sides of it You know what I'm saying Like I think, like I do appreciate the support I do appreciate love But you're going to show me That support in a different way We didn't have to like Come here on Twitter and, and And then even so It's like if it was If the story's true And it was going down She wasn't telling Brian about it Mm-hmm. So it's like even your ride of dinus was kind of being done in, 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 in publicly but secret from the person that would probably care about it the most. You know what I'm saying? Like would be like, Oh, all right, thanks, baby. All right, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't need I don't I don't I don't know nobody like that that would be like, yo, babe, thanks for fighting that battle for me, especially on Twitter. It's like ignore them. Yeah. yeah. Why you <laughs> why are you paying them any money? But even in public, imagine if you're like going somewhere with your lady and um some dude says something to you, and your lady tries to step up <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and, and and talk for him. You're gonna be like, whoa, slow down, fall back." And I think it's it's like the same thing in this situation. Like, plus you went too far with the accounts.
1: Yeah, it, it could be tough sometimes. Your partner's uh, enthusiasm could could be painful, even though they had amazing intentions for intentions for it. Yeah, yeah, and that's hard too because yeah, I, I
0: could imagine from her standpoint. Like you, you thought you were doing a good thing. You thought you were doing something. Like now your partner's mad. at you like, damn, I, I did this for you. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't on Twitter for myself. I did this for you. So it's just like it's it's two things that there. Because Brian Caliendo, I, I I believe his father's famous in that realm in the basketball realm. Um. So like the family name has value. You know what I'm saying? Like he's hireable if for any if for nothing else, his name. You know what I mean? And it's just like it, I guess there was some preserving that had to be done there. So. Yeah. I wish them the best as a family, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I right. I think it kinda of sucks to have a job one day and then a re- a report about Twitter comes out and you don't have a job, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But uh, well, I mean that's just the nature. When you get when you when you soar too close to the sun, I mean, especially in this day and age, you gotta know that your your job is a little bit more flimsy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if like none none of the social media stuff is around, like still if you underperform and uh, you may be dealing with, like, a, a, a tough deck of cards to really deliver some kind of performance. If you underperform a little bit, you could be gone. So mm-hmm. people just know that their jobs, with all the perks and the pay and the fame and the, the adulation, that your job becomes just a little bit more flimsy.
0: And even, like, you know, non-glamorous jobs, the long list of people that are fired because of stuff they do on social media is growing every. still, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, every day. and. It's like this weird. I don't know if you ever heard this theory, but sometimes people pick their noses in cars because the windows and the the roof over their head makes them think that they're enclosed. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, um, so it's kind of like they wouldn't. There's people who normally walk down the street and pick their nose might do it in a car because they forget that people can see them. Right. I think Twitter has that effect, or not Twitter, I'm beating up on Twitter, like social media has that effect where it's like, Everyone sees this, but not in their mind, you know what I mean? Not in their head. And it's just like, so I think when they get that call to come into the office at work, you know what I mean? There's also this thing in our society, like, that people don't value their jobs, I think, the way that they should. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe the job market is is, is just so wide open that people just feel like, I could get another job. But I know people that make jokes at work, you know what I mean, that... You know, there's some people that just get caught up and make a bad joke, and it's like, damn, that that's that some Matt Lauer shit that's gonna haunt him. You know what I'm saying? And then there's other people who like repeatedly say uh, offensive comments and all that stuff. And I'm just in my head like, bro, you don't value your job. You don't. You think you know people what I mean? don't like, value
1: their job enough?
0: Yeah, to control themselves. You know what I'm saying? They get they get put in that comfort. They get put in that car, mm-hmm. and now they're picking their nose. Right, Whereas, right. you know what I'm saying? On, for, on day one when they had first walked in and everything was prim and proper they wasn't doing that and um like this one dude I was walking into a, a gas station I, was, I recognized a dude that I knew from my old job mm-hmm. and he was just like yo did you hear how I get fired and I knew it was about to be a story when he came with that did you hear how I get fired like no I don't work there <laughs> no more why would that's I that's how he started get... <laughs> <laughs> so you know was legendary he said are
1: you heard nigga you've been gone for 10 <laughs> years but I know you heard <laughs>
0: <laughs> basically he had, and I wish he had done long story short cuz he was talking my era. but he had made some comments in like the span of like 24 hours that offended someone's wife that works there uh, offended you know what I'm saying some customers that like at the store but, but but he made like a violent reference towards them like reference a mass shooting <laughs>
1: like you well, know as what I'm saying he was going to do it or he just referencing one of the mass shootings that occurred like around the country
0: yeah, he like made a joke of like a, you know like when people make just terrible jokes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's one of like those people that so. Uh, but yeah, so, so he made a comment like that, and then and then I think someone didn't understand the comment he made, so he explained it. Like, <laughs> 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 and then long story short, I think uh, I forgot he said he did something else. but I will stop paying attention at this point, but like long story short, next day he came into work and there were like cops waiting for him. God damn! And like you know yeah like because you can't use certain jokes you just can't make
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and it's just like bro you're at work man like you gotta if for nothing else do it don't make the joke for that reason because you're trying to chase the bag but damn yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he has a new job now because he was wearing a uniform from his from his other job so it was just like you know maybe that's it maybe he's just in the back of his mind maybe there's people out there just like if, if they don't want me to Talk a certain way here. i would just go somewhere else where I can talk. To, you know
1: what I mean? Oh yeah. As far I think mm-hmm. so. As far how I look at careers and and people valuing their jobs, I think nowadays, and it also depends on your region or whatever. But nowadays people value try to put the value on themselves over their jobs. Whereas before, your job gave you all your well, not all but a good part of your value. Right? People ask mm-hmm. you, "What do you do?" I work, I'm a I'm a foreman at the factory. You know, what I'm saying that's how I feed yeah. my my kids and my wife and that's how I send them to the doctor and all this stuff. Now it's like I need to get the most out of the company I'm working for. So you'll find people jumping jobs. You'll find in a 10-year in a span, somebody might hold four or five different positions because mm-hmm. they're really looking at their value. They look at the way I approached my career. After I saw what Darrell Revis did when he was actually good, when he was like the, the highest paid non-quarterback in the league or whatever for like a, a season mm-hmm. or two. I was like, yeah, I should I should trust in my own abilities, just like Darrell Rivas did. I mean, clearly, I'm not as good at what I do as Darrell Rivas is or was at well, what now, he did. Now you are about to say it. this yeah, season, yeah, you might be. It worked. <laughs> But I'm like, shit. I mean, I don't gotta be the most talented. I just gotta behave like the most talented. So to or really put be, that, just believe you are. Yeah, you
0: have the belief in yourself that you. are. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. So put that value on myself, like and be willing to walk away from the table if so if some workplace gives you some, some kind of offer. Or what you're getting today, you could know you could get um, something better somewhere else. Just not mm-hmm. even by necessarily becoming better, just by virtue of saying, oh, I'm just going to change jobs and get more money." Like that happens a I lot. Res-
0: I respect that. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. That's that's something I respect. It's the people that just go to work and just act the damn fool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's the that's the part the, that I don't get. Like definitely, if you and there's nothing wrong with that. Like some people, you know, what I mean, you got a new opportunity. You might just be thinking of Alright well I got this shit What else can I get out there You know what I'm saying And, and maybe in, like you said In the span of a year You might have two or three jobs Just cause you're, you're chasing Those new opportunities But it's the people that just Go to their Even like a lot of the Me Too stuff It's like bro you lost your job Cause you just couldn't Behave yourself around females You know what I'm saying Like you just couldn't Wait till you got to the happy hour To make that comment You know what I mean And it's just like it, it, I, Like I said earlier I feel like there's just a devaluation On your on, um people's job or whatever Word. But uh, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We have a a segment that we do here at the Perfect Talk Podcast, haven't done in a while. But it's called "Have You Heard?" And I asked, you know, what I'm saying, uh, my man Keith has he heard certain things that I heard that I've heard. <laughs> uh, this week I only I only got one, but that was funny because we were talking about it before, and I I actually found out you have not heard this. But um, basically. Eddie Murphy is in production of making "Coming to America" 2.
1: Yeah, that's that's huge. To,
0: yeah, it, it's huge and scary at the same time because it's it's such a it's such a classic film. Yeah, it's such a a, a, a great uh, comedy that it's like you kind of get nervous, you kind of cringe when you hear that. But um, I mean, if there's any any shining light, I believe Eddie's um definitely involved. Um, Arsenio's supposed to be involved in the project. Um, and it's being written and I think directed, uh, definitely written by Kenya Barris, who who mm-hmm. makes Blackish and um believes responsible for Girls Trip,
1: uh the movie. So And she's responsible it's... for it. Like it was a mistake. Like she's responsible for that shit. <laughs> Wait, no, it's a it's a dude. Oh, it's... word. Oh, okay. She's yeah, yeah, <laughs> I... if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> This is a good and segment for the Have I, You Heard. No, I... I <laughs> <laughs> keep no, man.
0: no, well, I thought you did yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's a guy that makes blackish. But no, no, when I say responsible, I, th- I didn't see Girl's Trip, but from what I understand, people liked it. It got... uh
1: No, Girl's Girl Trip, well. I didn't see it either, but it's I, I, it's on my queue on my HBO Go, but people love that shit, man. Yeah, like,
0: yeah.
1: I haven't heard one bad review about it.
0: So, um... That's, that's like I said that's, And in Blackish I, I I don't I'm not like up on every season of Blackish but anytime I've watched the show um it's been entertaining so you know there's there's some hope there there's some glimmers of hope but it's just like when you got a classic when you got something that's just so good it's like I can imagine so many ways to mess it up better, rather than enhance it you know what I mean but it takes a special kind of person I guess to see that but what do you think how does that make you feel Are you nervous about it? you think that might be a good project oh, you yeah, think I'm it's nervous possible
1: cuz because- Eddie Murphy hasn't done like a a strong comedic role since maybe Nutty Professor 2 maybe maybe one of those daddy movies maybe maybe. you know what I'm saying so uh yeah I'm I'm mad nervous about it because you know he hasn't done stand up he's kind of weird with the comedy stuff when he did I think it was the the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary or something he went on he was kind of weird you know what I'm saying so I'm I'm just I'm, I'm nervous about that shit I'm also nervous about Bad Boys 3 yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit because Bad Boys 2. I was thinking about this the other day, it tried a little too hard. It was I don't want to take nothing away from it. I think it was a summer blockbuster, it gave me something to do for maybe two hours. And even when I watch it nowadays, um, visually, it's a little bit more uh stimulating than I guess Bad Boys 1. Mm. But I, I don't like storyline, like movie for movie. If you were asking me if I want to watch one or two, I'm gonna go for one because I'm like, one was one was the original, one was cool. And 2 had, like, these super long chase scenes, and, like, it, 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 it's kind of like the Matrix 2, I remember. Matrix 2 had, like, insane fight scenes that go on for, like, 15 minutes. But well, they got, they <laughs> like got, and, got that and budget now. nothing happens at the
1: end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It reminds yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I watch what, a show yeah. called Billions, and it doesn't involve any special effects, but you could tell yeah. they have a bigger budget, because you'll just see a random famous actor or, like, some kind of, like, um celebrity, like a famous CEO or something just walk by, like, hey and say what's up to the character, and just, that's it, and walk by. Like, they have Mark Cuban. <laughs> like, that was it. So it reminds yeah, me of yeah. that. You they, they get that budget and they don't know how to act. hmm Yeah. For real, man. But, yeah. um,
0: But 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 it's on, it's along the same lines. I like that you brought up Bad Boys 3 because it's like just these classics, like, uh, uh, or even the, uh, the actors that are in it. You know what I'm saying? You have these high expectations, and it's just like, you got to deliver. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> got to deliver one nowadays, man. But it also could be good, you know what I'm saying? I think my more than likely, I think the the consensus is gonna is 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 going into coming to America too, and I think even if you walk out and is is it's somewhat entertaining, I think that's a win, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I feel like people are going in there ready with the arm folded, like let me see what this about to be. Yeah, I mean, nah,
1: it, it could be good, but you have to play whoever's writing and whoever's directing has to understand these actors' new strengths. And where and before you can look and when an actor's hot, you know their strengths just by looking at them all the time. Now with Eddie and and, and um, Arsenio, you have to kind of figure out their strengths as you're you're going along, or maybe if you have like pre-production meetings and stuff, you could feel what their strengths are. But there's no stand-up to go off, no stand-up tour to go off of. There's no, oh maybe Arsenio, Arsenio still does stand-up, but Eddie there's no television show or stand-up tour to go off of. Like all you have to go off of is what you see him right there in front of you. Or Eddie's like a mystery now. Are
0: you did you watch a lot of Eddie Murphy like films back in the day? Oh hell yeah!
1: Yeah, like Golden
0: Child. Um, what was the other one? Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, I'm trying to think what
1: else. I mean, you, that's about, I think those are the ones I yeah, seen. Like that's really, it. Back in the day. <laughs> there's 48 Hours. Well, well 48 I'm, before hours is before Beverly it got Hills crazy, cop, before, like places. Metro. Metro. Me, yeah, you. Metro <laughs> is the post. That's like.
0: Yeah, when, he yeah, was, that's when it started getting he weird. lost himself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah man um,
0: yeah I know he's weird but but I was gonna say the thing about
1: Eddie um,
0: is he's a good actor though he's not just a great comedian well, yeah you know so like, Girls,
1: he, he did his thing in right like he was a, a yeah. really good actor so um, he, he, he's just a good artist I mean though people joke on him for his music it wasn't terrible you know what I'm saying like if you didn't know him you'd be yeah, like oh, this, yeah. this ain't bad but it's, it was kind of goofy cause it was a like the most f- famous comedian in the world making this this album
0: pop song, yeah, making yeah. A, making pop mm-hmm. music. Party all the time is, is 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 I don't know. I feel like at, at this point in time, you would think that that's gonna be a song that would clown him, and I feel like it doesn't have that effect. Nobody uses "Party All the Time" to clown him. Right, right. That other one he made. I remember he made one with Michael Jackson, and I think we were in like junior high school <laughs> or maybe elementary school, and they like premiered it on Fox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that one you might want to cut out yeah. from the repertoire. But uh, party all the time. You got Rick James in the fucking stool. You could imagine what that shit was going down. Word.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the fact well, that he could, he could just you know, like yeah. he reminds me of Cedric the Entertainer. Like they are amazing comedians, but they're pretty solid actors. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cedric Cedric's on that um Tiffany Haddish Tracy Morgan show, right? Yeah. The yeah um, last OG. The last OG. He's a recurring character. I know I've seen yeah, him on the
1: a, one. Episode. He's a he's a um regular. Okay. He doesn't have a huge role. His role is um Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan's character just got out of prison but lives in a halfway house. And and I don't know what you call the the like the director of a halfway house. I guess like the, almost like the resident advisor kind of thing. The R A. Yeah. No, nah, like <laughs> but above the RA, you know, like the adult who actually lives there. You okay, know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's what such an entertainer does. You
0: uh, you watch that whole show? Is that that you watch that whole series? Yeah, I or watched the, the whole series.
1: The whole, the whole, was the good? whole season, first season. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I, I think what w- what they did well was they. I don't feel I I feel that Tracy Morgan's a weaker comedian right now for whatever reason, and okay. the writing was clever in. They played. They kind of played away from his weaknesses. Like he doesn't have that energy that he had when he was Hustleman or when he was um, Tracy Jordan. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that snappiness, that sharpness. It's just kind of like, I don't find it to be him to be very swift anymore. And it could be for, you know, for whether he was an accident, He he's older now, all that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But now you have Tiffany Haddish. She's super sharp and you and he has this um, dude who plays his younger cousin who's really sharp and, and, and witty and just fast with the jokes. So I think a lot of that, building those people around him it makes the show interesting. So it's a good show. I think Jordan Peele has a lot to do with the production of it and all that. So that's,
0: that's good season. Show. Season two, you see it coming back?
1: Oh, definitely. I think I think there'll be a yeah. season two. If, if not for nothing alone, Tiffany Haddish. I mean, even though she's the co-star, I think she's really the star of the show. Yeah.
0: yeah. And those TNT shows are doing pretty good. I know um Animal Kingdom and Claws. A lot of people are into that. So and also, she, they're on TNT, right? Oh, they, oh, they, yeah, I think they're TNT.
1: And there's a show called oh, Search Party on TBS that that I really enjoy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. is that a good one too? I heard yeah, I always want to watch. Yeah, it's one. awesome. I've like
1: seen like a, a preview for it. Yeah, it's, it's it's real dope.
0: I feel like Tiffany Haddish is gonna they're gonna end up in in coming to America too. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, somewhere. I definitely like wouldn't,
1: wouldn't doubt that. I, I think she's. There was a point with Kevin Hart, they were just putting him in movies just because. Like, they, uh-huh. they, he would just end up in movies, and he doesn't necessarily fit. But it's like, yo, we need to get this dude, Kevin Hart, in there. That was before like, he blew up, up, but like he yeah. was kind of big at the point. I think Tiffany Haddish is there where they're, they're just going to be putting her in movies.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I haven't watched a lot of Kevin Hart films, but I remember when they were coming out, and I was just looking at him like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, even... I, it, the Rock is falls into that too, and it's funny because someone the other day was like compared Eddie Murphy's height of his career. They were like, it's basically him being The Rock and Kevin Hart in one person. You know what I mean? And um, I was like, yeah, hey, that's pretty good if you think about like the action movies and stuff he yeah, had coming out. But um, it, it was just like even The Rock too. Both of them, they were like throwing him a movie. Like The Rock was making Rampage, and I'm watching a Rampage commercial. And for like thirty seconds, I'm thinking I'm watching the Jumanji commercial. Right, <laughs> you right, know what I'm right. saying? And I'm just like, whoa, just that's a different movie. And I'm just like, damn, they are just they're just banging these shits out. They're not even giving them no time in between.
1: Yeah, like um, that's how you know when you're really good. Like you, they just keep making the same movie over and over in different settings and just giving you different yeah. co stars. Like that's how you know you're Pretty huge. Much. So essentially, what's the joint with um, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart? Ride along, ride along. So essentially. There's ride along, is ride along too, and then there's um the joint where he teaches Will Ferrell to how to get into prison, like how to behave get in hard. prison. Yeah. And then you got the hard. Jermon, the cool. the yard is what it's called. Get hard, get hard, oh, get yeah. hard yeah, yeah, get hard. Then you got the joint where he's the wedding dude. Like it's just like a bunch of buddy. That's comedies. the one. <laughs> That's the one. I'm just
0: like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think I seen. it. I was just like, wait, how did they even think to just fit Kevin Hart in this
1: movie? Yeah, they just made a, a like it was just like a bunch of buddy comedies. They tried. Essentially, they tried to make Hitch. They try to switch it up a little bit. I didn't see the yeah, movie, but I didn't hear good things about it.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But it's um. This it
0: had me thinking though. Is Kevin Hart going for these buddy roles? Is he looking for the buddy films, or is it like? Because I'm sure he gets offered other stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? like so. But maybe he, he just sees it works. He sees the numbers that come from it. He's like, hell yeah, I'll do a movie with The Rock. I'll do three. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean,
1: but, maybe. I mean, maybe he sees the, the the joint that works. Yeah. Maybe he's a pretty, you know, I would imagine that somebody of his stature is like also producing and stuff like that on, on the movie. Like he's not just in front of the camera. So he's probably like, listen, this shit works. Put me in it. Give me somebody I could play well off of. Things have been working well with the rock, so you know he says, "Give me the rock all day long." Pause, but give me the rock all day long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny though, like, but it like, I guess not even. I was gonna say nowadays, but I guess it's been going on for a while. Because um, sometimes your movie, you could make a dope movie, but it's not considered a dope movie when it comes out. If that makes any sense, like it's like uh, how high might not have done great at the theater, but it's like a cult classic. You know right. what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's like, not a dope was, movie.
1: Would... It indeed is not a dope movie, but yes, it is a cult classic.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so like or, or I heard Omar Epps say it because Omar Epps has a book coming out. So he was doing press this week and I heard him say he's like the way that people come up to me talking about love and basketball. You would have thought it did numbers. Right. He's like love and basketball it did not do that great at the at the uh, at the box office. But it's just over time, and it, it's it's funny to see like if there's ever gonna be something that Kevin Hart could attach his name to that like sticks. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, oh, all right, this is a funny
1: movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because if they if they uh do remaster Death of a Dynasty, that could probably be Kevin Hart's reasonable doubt. <laughs> 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 now, Paper, paper Soldiers, paper which is soldiers, the one he played yeah. mad characters. Uh, Death of a Dynasty. Well, I guess yeah, I yeah like, Paper Soldiers would be his, his reasonable doubt, but but um. Yeah. the death of a dynasty could be that joint like just it was slept on and it comes back out would
0: so that would make soul plane with volume 3 yeah <laughs> volume soul plane would uh, definitely be volume
1: uh, 3 it would be kingdom come Sean Carter kingdom come
0: speaking of hip hop nice nice little segue right there keith speaking of hip hop man it was funny cuz uh i think in the past month this must just be like the, the month of beef <laughs> you know, what I mean, we we've got given, got given, what the hell? We we were given two epic hip hop battles. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> one, uh, by Drake versus Pusha T, which we'll get we'll get into that. Um, but the other one happened this week, and I thought it was pretty funny. Was uh, your man Lonzo Ball, you know, famously of uh the Ball family. Uh, LeVar Ball being his father Le'Angelo and LaMelo being his brothers uh, Lonzo Ball of the Los Angeles Lakers And his teammate Kyle Kuzma They've been going back and forth on social media for a while now I think it's like a running joke Sometimes they'll do interviews together and they'll crack on each other But that's like the young boy thing And to me, I ain't gonna front I always thought that was kind of like a New York thing Like you show your But but I think it's just a male thing as, I, as I'm growing up And I see it universally It's more of a male thing Like you show your buddy that we're friends by making fun of him. You know what yeah. I mean? Or that's how you show someone like you you make fun of somebody as a dude. Like that I don't I don't I I got out of that. I ain't going to lie, but I I guess I was kind of heavier into it where it was like if the closer we are, the more we'll crack on each other. Yeah. Where I guess as I grew up it's like the closer we are, the more we could crack on each other, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to turn into a fight if we crack on each other, but I don't have to spend every time we see each other just roasting you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like right, right. that gets old pretty quick or whatever. Um, and I think the Lakers had the same kind of vibe in, in this current situation because um, the, the 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 roasting, social media roasting, had gotten got to a point where Alonzo Ball had dropped a diss track, which I thought was was actually a pretty good diss track called Kylie Kuzma, yeah. <laughs> And uh, just going at him, I, nothing too crazy, basically talking about like, you know, your clothing line ain't my clothing line. And it just I don't I don't even hear nothing that was so crazy. They, but for some reason, I guess people on ESPN and and NBA people didn't like the line that he said about uh you, know, you don't even know your father. Yeah. Basically, um, and it was funny because it was depending how you looked at it. Some people took it as I I can't I don't want to misquote the the exact line, but he's like um something to the effect of you you don't know your father, but now you're getting sonned. right? Um, and so people fell on different factions of it like oh that was a low blow he's making fun of the fact that he's a fatherless child this that and the third and then other people took it as well this is my dad my dad is famous just based off of my basketball ability who is your dad that type of thing Um, and people felt like it went too far Kyle Kuzma you know hadn't had a chance to respond because the, (laughs) the Lakers actually called them both in the next day and told them to chill like y'all got to y'all got to relax with all this cuz y'all ain't, y'all making us look immature basically we trying to recruit LeBron James we trying to we well, trying to you know what I mean get some just some talent over here and y'all doing some nonsense that's that's actually getting front page news right <laughs> you know what I'm saying that was actually getting top headline news so it was but it, it just goes to show i guess you know what I mean i think you were saying earlier when you have those jobs in the public sphere you it's even more sensitive or delicate what you could be as on social media but as buddies, you know what I'm saying? I thought I, I thought that was that was team unity. I didn't see that as something that could really break up a team, but I think it reaches the, it's that it, it, it teeters that line of slap boxing. Like, hey, y'all can slap box, but you know that could turn real. And then and then what do we do? You know what I mean? Or or it could turn into what's the what's the dude, D'Angelo Russell? Uh-huh. And swaggy P. It could turn into that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like Lakers are like, nah, we gotta nip this. But then real
1: quick. D'Angelo Russell Russell just actually do something that was real messed up, like you yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, they don't know if he did it on purpose. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but basically, he did record um, Nick Young, you know, saying sensitive information while he was in a relationship with Iggy Azalea, and but they, like so, they, the theory is he recorded it and he was gonna send it to Nick Young, like you know what I mean? Ha ha! I got you on tape saying this type of thing, and but he ended up putting it out publicly just because uh, ignorance and how to use the the social media app, I believe, it was Snapchat. I.
1: I don't know. Oh, like Snapchat was new at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of—I guess the—I didn't pay that much attention to them as players, but I guess if you did, if you followed them, that was how they would go back and forth with each other. Right, right. You know, like do things on Snapchat. and shit. Oh, okay.
1: Like, I think I—I I, I get it because a lot of people were overestimating how temporary the Snapchat, your know, Snapchat posts mm-hmm. were. So even I think um when Snapchat first came out, there was like stories of like a teenager, this dude plotting a murder. On like on a Snapchat, like yeah, I murdered this dude here and there and there, and thinking of the fact that it's only twenty four hours and it goes off into the to the ether. Like people saw mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? People consume it <laughs> somehow. You can record and, it, and people record yeah. it,
0: people capture it somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like
1: yeah. So um, but yeah, I, I like the slap boxing analogy because you know you slap box with people to kind of hone your craft and to to really show that camaraderie, but sometimes it could get for real. But that goes that mm-hmm. goes into the professional atmosphere. If you really care about your job, you might have to talk to one of your peers in a certain way to get them to perform better. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. but I guess yeah, this is less this is a, a very it's not professional. And people like this been cracking on each other for a long time, but to put it public, but that's just the world that we live in. But it could mm-hmm. hurt your chances at recruiting a real professional. You know what I'm saying? It's not that LeBron James doesn't respect what they're doing it's like it's just that at this point in his career with who he is and his age and all that type of stuff how is he supposed to mix in with that kind of thing you know what i'm saying
0: exactly yeah how are you supposed why would he even want to be around people that can't like keep shit in house right
1: <laughs> you know what i mean so
0: i see i see where they're coming from you know what i mean um <laughs> it, it it sucks cuz like the lakers have like a young core too like yeah what's a young do so they probably have a lot of that energy and now it's like, they about to get some superstars up in there and shit about to change. But um, And even
1: though they're not winning, they probably enjoy this shit. If you're 22, man. 23, be like, I wouldn't mind two years of just kind of, you know, playing on a, a nice young talented team, but kind of just chilling. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that show Blue Mountain State. It was about a, a college football team. And the, the central character was this backup quarterback. I think he was like a, a second or third string, but he was good enough to be on the team, but he wasn't, he didn't want to be good enough to start because he liked his his space. Like, he was good enough to enjoy the spoils of being a college athlete. Backup
0: quarterback. Exactly, but like without that, right? having yeah. to,
1: without the intensity of being a star. So that was his perfect position that he got mad when the starting quarterback got injured because that moved him up yeah. in the rotation. That kind of reminds me of this. Like, you could just, like, two years at the beginning of your career to say, all right, I'm going to have fun with the NBA at the same time, develop a little bit, and then I'm going to get serious. So I feel like this is like the the college phase of of the NBA for some of those Lakers people, and now they yeah. they making um they bringing in the professionalism. Well, it's like a startup. You got your startup, you started up an the app. Then two years in, you're like, all right, we need some real investors, so we gotta button it up. And that's what's going on right now. They're trying to get LeBron or Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. So all
0: three, maybe, or, or all three
1: possibly. <laughs> so yeah, you know they're trying to button you it. You know
0: up. what's crazy? You, that's a good point you just made up. You just said because Matt, because you, you see it all the time. Like dudes will get drafted to an NBA team in like a weird city, not like a nothing that you would brag about. Tell your homeboys come visit me in this city. You know what I mean, like Minnesota or or you know what I mean, some Milwaukee. And um, but what will happen is they'll sign these extensions because. Somebody's putting that money in your face. You ain't, you ain't going to wait till free agency. You'd be like, shit, let me sign this extension. And they get stuck there for a few years, but you never really think about it. Maybe they like it there. Maybe it's just like, yo, my homeboy plays here. You know what I'm saying? I was drafted to this team. I'm kind of used to the team. But the danger with that, I guess, when it, as because like you said, it makes it with a profession. And I the, like the start-up, the, the startup analogy is you don't want to be stuck in that mind state when everybody else is growing. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be stuck in that. Um, this is my college years. This is my... Chill. This is my chill years, and everybody's moving on and growing. Yeah, it's like because that, like, that's that's the worst feeling. Looking around, and you being you being like Will Smith in the last scene of the Fresh Prince of the Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, where, where'd everybody go? Yeah, you know what I mean, like, nah, that's that's dangerous. What you think of the Drake and Pusha T beef? I know we, we touched on it uh, briefly last week, but how do you thought that was as a battle? As
1: a battle, um, it, it was it was. It was rough because it, I I didn't expect it to be so lopsided, you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah, are like, All right, yeah. you know, Pusha T came out with his jab on his on his album, and then Drake responded with a couple songs, some nice little taps. It was dope, some good lyricism. And then Pusha T just dropped some next shit that just short-circuited the entire hip-hop beef. The short <laughs> It was kind of like I don't know, but it was worse in a way. It was, I remember when, when Jay-Z was talking about um, skeeting in some baby seat, in the, in the, in the back seat, um, alluding to the fact that he smashed one of Nas' baby moms or something like that. Yeah. I think it was super ugly, something like that. But it was kind of like, it was big, but it didn't have that kind of impact that saying, yo, this dude has a whole nother family. And moreover, it's with a porn star. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was that, like it just short circuited it so much. Like, what do you even say to that? And then he he had the the um the album cover to the song with Drake in blackface, <laughs> and and a lot of people thought that was a Photoshop. Picture. i thought it was too i, think, I was like oh that's, that's a dope ass photoshop job that's, this is a good photoshop like, artist. this like, artist graphic thing- designer is next level this dude went to juilliard
0: He's About to blow it up. It. <laughs> word up
1: but then it was a real picture so that like one or the other alone you got a, a whole nother family or blackface alone with a with a short circuit of this whole thing but a dude did both of them on the same joint, and then to follow up, Drake had to release like some old real statement, like "Yeah, this was done at this time for this reason. Didn't mean to, you know, offend nobody." What
0: do you think? What do you think the backlash would have been if he didn't drop that statement? Like
1: the backlash. That's
0: what I'm wondering. Yeah, would have been the same like exact thing. Pick- I
1: think he, I think he just nowadays people put out statements and be like, "Well, I put out a statement where you know I did something."
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: I think the backlash would have been you not you're not going to say nothing. Anything about the, the blackface joint. And the blackface yeah, joint yeah, is huge yeah. because we all accept Drake is black for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like, that all right, fine. That,
0: that uses the N word, use the N word freely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not everybody
1: might feel totally comfortable about it, but it's like, all right, fine, whatever. He's black. Or at least he's half black. Essentially, what Pusha T did was saying that, no, he is not. Here goes evidence. <laughs> this conversation is done. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. Like that right there, like it puts such a short, search, like when has a hip hop artist had to say that, no, trust me guys, I really am black,
0: you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in a hip hop beef,
1: right? Like the only person that was that, that was in jeopardy of having that kind of attack launched on them was Eminem. But you know what Eminem did was lay out all, he dissed himself and then laid out disses for other people. So you couldn't, like what he did in 8 Mile, he did that in real life.
0: Bunny Rabbit, the Bunny Rabbit. Yeah, bro. like he's like, living
1: in a trailer park. Uh, I, I'm I'm a white guy in a in a in a medium that's do, that's uh, African American dominated. Like, like he just went. I was a drug addict. My wife's this. My mom is, my this. Mom is that. My wife is that. Like, yeah. what are you gonna say? <laughs> well, what what are you gonna say that I don't know? Drake essentially pushed a T, tore him down on all these different things. That I like. I like that. But, but but that's my thing with the whole. Uh...
0: There's a lot of things there, but, but what you just said about the Eminem thing, I think there's a vulnerability that, like, is to be respected in hip-hop nowadays. I think even Jay-Z with the 444 album, if you really listen to it, like, you know what I mean, he's being, he's opening up, you know what I mean, he's talking about stuff. You don't, that, you
1: don't even have to really listen to it, it's there on the surface.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of these emo rappers, or I don't even want to call them emo rappers, but a lot of these rappers don't have a problem just expressing feelings or expressing, you know what I mean? I i, I was in love with this girl mm. or this, guy and the third. And I think Pusha T is still from that old class where it's like, shit, nigga, I'm perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, ain't nothing that you gonna pull up on me. And it's just like, that, that... For me, I guess where I'm at in life, it it, it gets hard to believe. Um, but uh, like uh, we, we discussed uh, last week on the show, like I don't get caught up in the caricature of it, so I don't get caught up in the what is this Pusha T compared to Terrence? Who, I think that's his yeah. real name. Like you know, what I'm saying like I don't I don't need to know what's the difference between the two. It's just you're you're like a WWF character to me. So um, artistically, I, I like Pusha T. I think if there's anything and I definitely think he, he did his thing in that battle I, I don't think there's anyone out here saying that he lost that battle you, you would have to be deaf but um it also showed me a thing with Drake kind of or with just people you can't swing down if that makes any sense like you, you, nobody disrespects you swinging up uh-huh. so um uh, when when the meek mill thing happened, I don't even think people really consider this swinging down. Cause, cause Meek Mill was was a good rapper. If, if anything, you know, he had a, a a lot of great songs. He was on a poppin' label, so to speak. You know, what I'm saying, you know, like in the in the age of of hip hop crews, where back remember back in the day where there was Rockefeller and Bad Boy mm-hmm. and the Family and all that. I think at the time when Meek Bill was popping, it really was like Young Money and Cat and um and uh, Bayback Music, kind of as crews. You know, what I'm saying there wasn't really that many hip hop crews, but he was part of a team that was actually making noise he was dating a hot celebrity if, if that that probably was more famous than he was so it didn't have that that swinging down type of thing but i feel like and no offense to Pusha t's fame or nothing like that but it was kind of like drake is who like he's swinging up <laughs> like Pusha T swinging up and drake is kind of like coming down to his level it kind of was like what Jay Z had warned him about on his first album. Like, dudes is gonna bait you in the fight. No dude is gonna wanna fight you without knowing that he has that push T song in the in the in the bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gonna he ain't gonna come while he bring it up. And you're only kind of walking into that trap. You know what I'm saying? I don't see what really could have been gained from from that for Drake. Maybe it's a little bit more hip hop respect, but I don't think you're nice enough to step against in Pusha T in that realm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like and and and, and if for nothing else, you, you definitely step pusha T up in terms of fame. Like this cause I, I remember having to tell like my, my, my Spanish homeboy at work who I know listens to hip hop, he was looking at me like who's Pusha T? And I was like, Oh, you know, the you know the clips, you know what I'm saying, grinding and I like you know, oh, that's one of the brothers. <laughs> it was the one with the braids. Like you know, he like I had to go back and like remind him cause People don't necessarily like Pusha T's kind of like a, a niche rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like some people like that type of stuff, and some people his songs don't play on the radio like that. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, I would say the thing about if if uh, I'm sh- if a lot of people are like me, and I think they are not everyone, but a lot of people they got frustrated over the years of Pusha T's drug raps. I'm like, yo, all right, fine, I, I, let's let's stipulate that this guy sold drugs. Did he sell that many drugs? Jesus Christ! How, Did he sell how that could you that not be talking about nothing different? <laughs> I'm like yo, about 15 years of listening to this dude talk about ounces and pounds and keys upon keys, every song, <laughs> even if it's a love song. I'm like yeah, I loved her, but then I pushed keys on her. Yeah, like it was just insane, kids. So the Drake addressing that, just mentioning that yo, like you really didn't sell as much drugs, if any, as as you're saying. Like you're not that guy. And I'm there applauding. And then Pusher T came out and said what he said. And it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it, yeah, it, it was. I think
0: uh my only thing, I guess it didn't hit that like that schoolyard, you know, when you drop that one line and everybody in the schoolyard is like, oh <laughs> it didn't really go there for me because it was like and Pusher? Yeah, cause Pusher kind of like you say, nah not like that because it was like because everything he knew everything he said you already knew because drake put it out there and he had like, other than the kid? like, the no 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 like well the extra kid thing i don't care if rappers are... like how many rappers we know that have kids that we don't know about like that's not you know it's the social media age i think i put us in like oh you got to be walking around with your kids how many rappers you think have kids that they don't walk around with or
1: they don't even stand next to you know what i'm saying like that's you mean, not... like don't acknowledge ever at all but that's yeah, the thing we like, haven't you know found like, out maybe, about it yet. So, like, you're yeah, big yeah. enough, you get ahead <laughs> of it. That's, that's what I mean. Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent, claims his kids 100. Yeah, yeah, All over yeah. But he also and everything. Yeah, but he also had that kid
0: that was an arranged kid having. If oh, that man, makes any man, sense, like
1: this, this <laughs> world coming to. You. So, <laughs> in either case, that's a big story. Drake is tra- Drake is transcended the title of rapper. So to say that. So let's say well, no. let's say that right. It's how many rappers? Well, first of all, that shouldn't be an excuse to have that kind of thing going on. Like, that you, you're a rapper, therefore, if you have a kid that you don't acknowledge, like it's okay because we measure you differently. Like I don't think that's right. I'm not saying
0: it's okay. I'm also saying we don't look at Trick Daddy like, <laughs> hey Trick Daddy, why you ain't acknowledging your kid out in in Dade County? You know what I'm saying? Or hey, uh, Too Short, what about your kid? over Like we don't. I don't. Like I said, I don't I don't care about none of that stuff. I don't get caught up in it. But but also, what I was saying was, like Drake has uh, talked about having to take paternity tests. You know what I'm saying? Before he's he's that like from his lyrics, it's not even in interviews. Mm-hmm. Like in his songs, he, he talks about stuff like that. So it wouldn't have been, it wasn't that far fetched for me to find out he had an illegitimate child or that one of those paternity tests came back positive or whatever. Um, the stuff about his father, he he puts his father in commercials and videos. He knows what his father looks like. You know what I'm saying? He obviously isn't, doesn't have a bad relationship with his father. Like, oh, you left my mom or you wasn't there when I grew up. Like, whether it was good or bad, one, that's their business. And two, they seem to be cool now. Uh, The stuff about his mom, like, all right, come on. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if if I say something about your mom, you're going to be like, how much, how, how much attention am I paying to that? Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't know my mom. And it's like, oh, my homeboy's sick. Yeah, I told you my homeboy was sick it, from day one when I first came in the game with him. It was this is stuff you could learn from my lyrics. So it, to me, it didn't have
1: that, oh, because it was like stuff I already knew. You know what I'm so, saying? Like he didn't reveal. But when you think, like, how how much does, does a lyric have to, I guess, betray logic or not, or be counterintuitive or whatever to really. Earn your O. You know what I'm saying? Like for instance, yeah. throwing throwing a picture up of Prodigy as a kid being a dancer on on the summer jam screen that brought oh. But Prodigy is a, a rapper and he came to the music game young, so we should expect for him to have had some kind of crazy talent when he was a kid. Like you shouldn't be surprised that he was an <laughs> not, artist as a not, kid, not tap dancing. or no, not, like, but because of, of, of the image, because of, of, of the image that he was doing when he was a kid but we don't acknowledge that part because he went crazy towards the end of his life.
0: Yeah, and also Tupac
1: acknowledged it. Tupac did like stray away from it. Barely, like he didn't embrace mm. his artistic side, you know what I'm saying? Only when he talked about women sometimes, but aside or if he talked about activism, but when he's talking about just on an everyday towards the end of his life, like the last 2 years of his life, like after Bishop he wasn't embracing that artistic side. I went to art school and all that stuff.
0: Was that the last two years of his life after he did Juice?
1: Damn, bro, that was, mm, <laughs> take it from just when young, about man. maybe three years.
0: Yeah, because like, yeah, you're right. Because above the rim was when he was in New York, mm-hmm. right? And that was after Juice. Yeah, uh, it's it's to me like, and 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 that, like to to your point with the Prodigy thing and and all these like these dudes are human beings before and after they start rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's stuff with it, I guess, like I said, I, I don't think nothing's wrong with Pusha T did. Like Pusher did what you're supposed to do in a rap battle. How crazy was it supposed to get? You right. know what I'm saying? It just was like it just didn't hit. It didn't necessarily hit those marks for me because it was kind of like, uh, it seems schoolyardish. If that was like, if they that really had a problem. I'm try- I'm,
1: what? Yeah, like I'm what trying kind to think of what kind <laughs> of. Schoolyards you've been in, what kind of freestyle battles you've been watching when a nigga say, Yo, <laughs> you have a kid that nobody knows about. Okay, well, so do you think that's better or, or or harder of a line than the Jay-Z Nas
0: thing? Like that one line, uh, yes.
1: I think the whole song take the song wasn't better than any of Jay-Z and, and Nas's songs, but that one line is no, no, more no. significant than no no.
0: I'm saying, like, the so I'm taking the, the baby mother reference. Jay-Z's like. I fucked your baby moms, or or Tupac saying that's why I fucked your wife or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You take that that spectrum of it, and then you take the push T thing, which is oh well, some chick you had a baby with is this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like none of them really, to me, I think hit home. None of them is like, okay, you
1: fucked my baby moms, like congratulations, or you fucked So what does hit <laughs> home? Them. I'm wondering. Because the dude uh had sex with your wife, not in those words. No, no, no.
0: Well, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Is what I'm saying is. That neither of them are really like, cause how could you? You can't control what your with what, what some other chick does. Like, so it's like in the in the Nas situation, his girlfriend, oh, sorry, excuse me, his baby mom's didn't wasn't cheating on Nas when she was fucking with Jay Z. She happened to have a, a kid with one dude, moved on from that relationship, and was messing around. She didn't. Nobody did anything wrong in that situation, but Jay Z's bringing it up as if to say this is a reflection of Nas. Mm-hmm. Which, so to me, I guess being a mature adult, is like is it really a reflection on Nas or is it just some, he had a he made a bad decision when he was young and had a kid with this person. Now he's living his life. You know what I'm saying? It's not like she snuck out of his house to go fuck with Jay-Z, but that's kind of the feeling that that line is supposed to give you. You know what I'm saying? like, it, So that to me would more so hit home than, okay, you had a chick with this, you had a baby with this chick it's obviously not your girlfriend, you know. But I don't know. I don't pay attention to like. Is this supposed to be Drake's girlfriend or is it supposed to be? I don't. I don't, I don't think I it matters. I don't it. think it
1: matters for me. For them hip hop battles, I think it, it, what's significant is how it makes you feel. Look at look mm-hmm. at. Uh, we talked about Tupac. He's talking about killing people. I had sex with your wife, and not in those words. But he's talking about. <laughs> I don't want to see you deceased. The man. No, I love, I love yo the dude. But like, how does that not make you feel crazy? Like well, okay.
0: So if I do, uh, I'm trying to think.
1: What line hits DMX? Home? Think about all the old DMX
0: stuff. on some DMX talk about uh, uh, suck my dick or 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 uh, what did Nas say about Jay Z? Nas called Jay Z like dick sucking lips. Like, and Jay Z was like, "Well, now you went too far. <laughs> you're going too <laughs> far in yeah, this, battle. <laughs> this battle. <laughs> you're going too far, babes.
1: <laughs> you're going too far. You can't talk about my lips them like that." <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me everything is, is 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 on the table it's a hip hop battle everything's on the table yeah, but it's just like I can't walk away I'm not gonna walk away in tears or being embarrassed about it because it's just like what did you really say about Drake like when you, you had actually admitted that he's richer than you that was your first line like I understand you're multi but you look unhappy does he really <laughs> like do you look at Drake and be like this nigga look sad with his money but you know it's a line you move he says the line and he moves on to the next line but you know what I'm saying like that's if anything, that's what I took from it. Like, you felt really offended that I don't know why Drake brought up your your. I don't even know what the purpose of Drake bringing up his fiance was. Like, that wasn't a hard line to me. I didn't think that line was tough. It w- was to say like, oh, I know who you're who you're engaged to. So to me, it was corny enough to begin with. But apparently, that got Pusha angry enough to be like, all right, well, I gotta respond with this because it was like there was nothing really in that Drake song. Drake dissed Kanye more than he dissed Pusha. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying in that song to me, like that that's what it came across. Or he just Quentin Miller more than he just pushing. Right. And it's like they, they, they all kind of they don't got nothing really to say about each other, so they all hitting. They hitting who's close to who's close to these people, they hitting who's
1: around them. But and it's like These two people are famous though. So they have let's think about the, the, the origins of battle rap in the eighties or, or whatever. They have more to say about each other than people have ever had, except maybe Jay Z who paid people to investigate people. Like these, but Jay Z and Nas were both famous, and they kind of tra- semi traveled in the, the the same circles or similar circles, so they tend to know the same the same people, have mutual friends or associates. So like they mm-hmm. had a a bit to say about each other. So in an entire song, with, with let's say they spit out ten facts, two of them might be true. That's a lot of facts to be true, right? Whereas mm-hmm. them battle rappers, like yeah, you know the hip hop hippie, I don't like your haircut, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's like that's the song, but the, they have the whole park going nuts. So that's what I saw saying it's so all it's really about how it make you feel. But I guess as data became more um available or whatever, data became more available. So now our standards for what a guy says has to be true. It has to be more precise. You, after Jay Z put a pic like a dude's actual child picture on on the screen at a concert, now people have to have like actual facts with like a bibliography and shit like you need a, a bibliography now to have a reputable record
0: mm-hmm. see all right, all right like the the the, the prodigy thing like you said you brought up a good point it's like is it really that far-fetched that he him as a kid and i guess if you know his story his family his you know what i'm saying his, his mom's um sorry his grandmother who she is it's not really that far-fetched for him to you know be part of a uh dance academy or whatever it is but it was like is Prod- it's like if DMX, you know what I'm saying? Not that Prodigy was proclaiming to be DMX, but Prodigy was also coming across the image at that time as, I'm super hard. Like, <laughs> like I am the epitome of gangsterness, despite my height. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, that picture was just like, Mm-mm, no, you're not, bro. He still could have been. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nothing could have been false about what he was saying, but it was just like, all right, well now it makes it harder to believe. And I think what what I think... What, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of Jay-Z and and Nas might just be the battle that everyone points to when they want to like point an example to a battle. And that was good to me because despite the personal stuff, uh, because with that even so, like you said, they were both famous, they were both doing well for themselves. What really could they say? It was that he was dissing Nas's art. I think that that one hit me, like those lines where he was like, two of your shits was due. One was ah, the other was Illmatic. Like that was like, damn. (laughs) Like, because this... I think no matter where your opinions fell on the Nas albums, you kind of could have agreed with that, and it was like, damn, he kind of just dissed your art, bro. And that to me is like, that's where it's at. Like you can't rap as good as me, and what, and whether you can or not, you're not selling albums like I'm selling albums. Like that to me was just like
1: that hurt. Those are the best <laughs> lines. What was the most memorable? Yeah. What people remember out of it, even if they don't, you don't remember the lines. If you tell somebody, I give you one second right now, to give me one thought that you had from that battle. They'll talk about the dick sucking lips. They might talk about the, the joint in the uh, the back of the baby seat, the condoms, leaving the used condoms mm-hmm. in the back of the car or whatever, stuff like that. And those weren't even, probably not even the top 10 lines in the songs, but they remember the more incendiary stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: Like, like was Nas Ja no, 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 sorry. 50 Cent Ja Rule, was that
1: good? That wasn't really that good
0: because it was one-sided. It was
1: the, well, yeah, but it was, it was... 50 cents a great entertainment the underdog it,
0: yeah it was, and it was the underdog beating the because they was a the, they was the heavyweights at the time or murder inc right yeah and, and it was yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly
1: it was an underdog story it was the 2016 Cavs. it was the 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 pistons beating the lakers like it was the the underdog so you watching the underdog just come up and thrash just completely dismantle the the man like nobody jay-z had a may back and Ja Rule like that was it I saw Ja Rule's Maybach one time in, in real life I was like yeah that's a Maybach joint with the M on it it's crazy <laughs> yeah no nah, they was on top they
0: actually it's funny they're doing a concert up here too Um, ja Rule, Ashanti and Lloyd uh-huh. yeah, they, they they must have they be still getting money on the circuit like <laughs> cause they I, this is not the first time i actually seen Ja Rule and Ashanti doing some type of shit yeah there's this. a lot
1: of ways to get money people are gonna show up for that kind of thing man
0: yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I ain't gonna front, bro. Murder Inc. has some joints. Oh, yeah, they, they were <laughs> like, huge.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, they was, I don't know if I want to sit through a whole concert of it. But you were asking <laughs> if it's good
1: in in post post Jay Z Nas. It it fit the bill because they got personal. They they told real stories, stuff about baseball bats of one beating up the other guy, getting the other guy flipped or whatever like that. Because of the time, to- the times we were living, even though it was one sided, both of them launched some attacks that kind of it was what people were thirsting for at the time post post um takeover
0: And 50 cent have some like drag queen at the end of uh one of those songs on yeah, it it was like um album. you talking, You're talking about, about, about the jeffrey? one where the dude
1: came on and said that's my boy jeffrey or Jay." <laughs> 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 that yeah. that one that one got kind of weird too
0: that one it got weird but it that got was- it
1: was beyond free a uh, schoolyard Park, park Freestyle and it got into some joint where I don't even know what it's, it's like. It was like custody. It became custody battle, ugly. Like it didn't. It was. It got beyond the. I'm snapping on you. You snapping on me. It was like custody battle shit. Like two people in family court just saying the wildest shit about each other. <laughs>
0: and then for Fifty Cent had beef with Fat Joe. That was that wasn't that entertaining. That yeah, almost that was got stupid. You know, weird. Like yeah. But wasn't it oh Cameron? That was that was the real stupid one. Like 57 was finding himself in a lot of like the, he had the locks. Considering though, like
1: these are some heavyweights though. Considering they but they didn't, didn't but no them.
0: lyrical, like nothing musically came good from that After stuff. Ja Rule, everything you know else was
1: comedy. Especially the Cameron joint where they when he the joked on Cameron's rap and style to keep the computer boobity boobity. <laughs> did he? Tootin' um... the tootin' the computer's the putin.
0: I'm trying to think who oh uh Rick Ross he was getting funny with the Rick Ross yeah. shit he was doing yeah he was yeah you're right <laughs> he uh 50 set was like I have nothing to lose in these battles yeah, he didn't <laughs> have nothing
1: to lose. I mean lyrically me in my opinion lyrically just purely lyrically and artistically I think Rick Ross won but nobody even knows they can't remember like everything was just so weird it's kind of like what Donald Trump does he just he just short circuits every battle and you don't even realize who won you just like oh i remember this dude like Donald Trump comes out looking like the the winner even though you forgot the yeah. substance of the whole battle yeah man now, there's been some there's been some alright battles it's Drake and Pusha T I don't think it's gonna be too
0: memorable what did Drake say he's not responding was that the the, the end of it like he said he's not gonna he could didn't Jay, Jay Prince said, Prince said he, he had uh, some joint
1: that was so crazy that that um he, he's like nah don't put that out it's gonna be too devastating for Pusha T's career or whatever it's too it, it gone too <laughs> far so 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 uh, that's like, that's some weird, like, that's just weird to say. And J Prince is older. And you know, older people, yeah. what makes sense to them, it, it it does follow logic that maybe if I tell the public that he has something so bad that he didn't put it out, he shouldn't put it out, like, people feel better about that. But that's not how, the public's not logical like that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Nah, they want to hear it. Now you now you now you made them
1: like wonder. Yeah, it made now. it worse. Like that. so he probably thought he yeah. was doing Drake some kind of service, but no, nah, he did him a, a, a huge disservice. Now Drake, even if let's say Drake did not actually have something so devastating, now he has to look for something crazy.
0: <laughs> I agree though, he should he should let it go. I don't see what could be gained from it. Well, yeah, he point. should let
1: it go. I think uh-huh. he should just let it go without nothing being said. Yeah. Man, now people are talking because Jay Prince said that. Following that, the Drake's next release was the music video for "I'm Upset" and it had a DeGrassi reunion.
0: Oh, that was it. Oh, yeah. I remember tell me that video came out this week. Yeah. So not a
1: joke is, yeah. yeah, Drake has something so devastating that it would have ended Pusha T's career. Oh, he released "I'm Upset." Was this what was devastating? The 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 cast of DeGrassi <laughs> coming back and dancing to this this. Aggressive song.
0: I wouldn't even recognize if you didn't tell me that. I don't know nobody from the grass I'd have been like, what the I never fuck is this?" Show unless, unless he's in the wheelchair. I would have been like, "Oh, this is what this is supposed to be." Like, I, I would have even understood that. Word. But that's but that's what Drake got to do. Like, you got to embrace the other side, the non-hard hip hop side, I guess. Right? And you got to lean on it stronger so
1: people be like, "Oh yeah," so people don't forget what you really are. You know what, exactly. what I'm saying? You don't want to be put into the mold of a, some kind of gangster battle rapper. And then people failing, measure you as Failing such. battle rapper. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly Like a failing battle rapper in this right. situation. You don't yeah. want to be measured like that. What you want to be measured as is Drake. So you got to get back to your Drakeness. Maybe you can still drop your diss song or whatever, but you don't want people to forget. But hey, don't forget, like, I'm still Drake. I still sing. I'm a child actor. Like, all that stuff. You don't want people to forget that stuff.
0: That's like, that's 0 for 2 for cash money right there, right? <laughs> Motherfuckers is coming out. Well, unless you call it the Meek Mill thing, I guess they kind of, I'd be
1: one and two. But oh, and two, what's the, do, what's the what's the other loss?
0: Nikki didn't do too good in hers.
1: You said she didn't did do numbers? Remy? With Remy? Oh, no, no,
0: remember her battle with Remy? Well, it wasn't a battle, it was one sided. She didn't even, did she say anything back to Yeah, I guess little lines and songs. Yeah, little lines and songs. But that. I guess
1: that was another punching yeah. down thing. So she probably just kind of half assed it. But see, that, yeah. I, I almost forgot about that one.
0: <laughs> is, that's what I mean like no, like, that, none of this stuff is too devastating like what is she And it's collateral damage you know what I remember the most from that song finding out Nicki Minaj's brothers like some type of child molester or some, some crazy shit like that like collateral damage exactly
1: <laughs> like you people gotta get truthful now like that's why that, I think for that reason it can just never be fun anymore it can still be enter- like entertaining or whatever but it can't be innocent anymore it's no longer that innocent yeah. like, you can't just say yo I but hate don't your got- haircut like it's not enough anymore. It's not not no, even good. You got
0: to like, yeah, reveal what school their children go to and all or, that.
1: You got to go real personal. Like, yeah, your kid, your kid applied to Stanford, but couldn't get in. <laughs> Computer science major. Now the nigga got to be a RN. Yeah. On some G yeah. shit, like for real. Man, that's
0: good. That's episode 36 right there. Good episode, brother. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Little, little catching up with the homeboy keith man uh where could they check you out though if they want to catch up with you on social instagram, media
1: me and my underscore 35 you know what it is yes yes uh miss perfect
0: touch i know you can catch on instagram at a y o n i s h a o niche on instagram twitter and i believe i did all the uh snapchat also it might be uh power a o niche um check me they out said
1: it might be and they search it and be like all right this might
0: be it <laughs> try, try pal ao niche or ao niche pal on Snap. I'm not up But on Twitter and Instagram, so you for yeah. sure. It's ao niche. We could be sure. A. Niche, yeah, i
1: sure you ao niche.
0: Yeah, it's Twitter it's and Instagram. My generation yeah i ain't up on the snapchat so I, I, when i get up on there i'll know her shit by heart though <laughs> um my shit <laughs> is uh on instagram you can find dj playboy you can find me at clickapezy p l i c c a p e z y and make sure you follow perfect talk podcast on instagram at perfect talk radio uh you can check us out on apple Podcasts, on google play music and of course on soundcloud leave a review uh give us a rating we love that type of thing over here <sighs> And, man, take care of yourself. Man, you got any advice for the people? Any financial advice, man? Any uh, health advice? Because I say get better every day. So maybe they could get better with their finances, their health, or something. Of course, you know what man, I mean? you Something got,
1: of like yearly y- y- <laughs> physicals. Get your vaccinations right. Get your vitamins in. Keep investing, you know y'all. I mean? if, you, if you don't know how to invest, just Google it. There's enough
0: knowledge out there, and also it's the year. It's a uh, the halfway point in the year. We in June, so check on your New Year's resolutions. See where you at with them. If you were ready, smash them goals, accomplish them, make new ones. It's the the mid year point. Make mid year goals, and let's uh start blazing towards 2019. Man, we up out of here. Think about it, people, y'all.
1: Peace to the people, them.